Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. My guest, our Wednesdays with Wendy, uh, is back on track. Uh, former, also born in Minnesota, like myself. We've uh, discovered our mutual interest in politics. I don't know. Maybe it's something about Minnesota girls. I don't know. But investigative journalist from Uncover DC is joining me this morning. Wendy Mahoney, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm struggling with what's going on in our culture. I will tell you that difficult, yes. difficult to witness, difficult to write about, uh, difficult to report on, just because it kind of crushes the soul. And it just is. There's it's it's a lot of scary stuff. And and I think we can turn it around, but we really need to be a little bit more unified and focused about it than we are. I agree. And uh, so I did, as advertised, share with our listeners that we were going to be talking about, as as you, you've characterized this, and I don't think I've, at least I've not noticed anyone else calling the January 60 detainees hostages, and I would concur with that uh, characterization. Um, let's talk specifically. I know that there's one uh, January 6th hostage that... Uh, uh, a member, a brave, courageous member of our military, selflessly, selflessly served well, in our military that has been... Well, yes, those are two, they're two different subjects, and they, they intertwine. And the story that I'm working on is related to, in, 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 uh, I guess, in an abstract way, to what's going on in our culture. And, and it doesn't matter what the issue is, whether it's the election, whether it's January 6th, whether it's the military, it doesn't matter. You know, we've got cultural issues that are shifting the paradigm, and many people are operating in a world where they they are in another paradigm in their head, and they, they are following other rules that used to work, and they have a mindset that used to apply. And, and, and that is no longer the case. And, and the, way, the reason I know this is because I speak with normal people like my husband, who is not on social media. He doesn't operate in signal channels, and he doesn't have conversations on, online with anyone. He doesn't even know what that is. Um, and there are a lot of people in our country like that, and, and we forget that when we're in this world of, of media and radio and and online interaction, and, and especially, you know, I, I mean, I'm a mother of five children, and, and I, I went through it with my children. I went through all the iterations of computers, technology, et cetera. I saw it unfold. My husband, it was abstract to him. I was handling it, and, and I had it, and I, I, and I operated in an old-school way with my kids. And so, you know, that's how he's still operating, and, and the reason I'm bringing this in is because there, I have a, a story that I'm writing. I've been working on it. This is my third day on it, and I don't usually take this long to write a story, but I like to do my homework and speak with all the people around the person who's you know, having issues. And there is a private in the military. He's from Lima, Peru. He is an immigrant. He married a, an American woman, and he enlisted in the Army purely because he wanted to give back to the nation that he loved, which is America. And um, he is not yet a citizen. He does have a green card. He entered basic training at Fort Jackson in South Carolina in July. And um, he went through all that. No, no issues. 
Um, but this young man is 32. He has opinions. He grew up in a world where those opinions are allowed to be expressed. A very different world from the one that I grew in. I'm 65 years old. I was told to speak when I was spoken to. And that was, you know, I had authoritarian parents for the most part. And and that, that's the norm that I, that I, you know, that's how I brought my kids up. But in many ways, it didn't matter because my kids operate, you know, we're operating in another world and spent a lot of hours in school with peers and parents who didn't believe the things that I believe and didn't operate in that paradigm. And so this young man, all that to say, um, he has opinions and beliefs and he's a very religious man and, and, and he doesn't believe in homosexuality. And so when he's in the barracks with his buddies and they're talking about those things, he's like, what do you mean? That's, you know, I don't want to participate in that. And that, you know, that's wrong. And, um, you know, and then, you know, one of them says something to the commander, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't like homosexuals and, you know, gender conversations. And, uh, you know, they were, there's this thing called covering and, and it's when you're in formation, you raise your left hand arm to get the distance between you and your other soldier. Okay. It's so that you're in formation correctly. And then you raise your hand in front of you to, to have the proper dis- distance between you and the one in front of you. And, you know, these guys, they're young. And, and, and by the way, they're intermixed, women and men. So there's that. And, and they're all joking around. And one of them says, you know, that's a Nazi salute. You know, ha, 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 you know, under their breath. And, you know, this private says, no, actually, the Nazi salute is with, with your right hand. Oh, called out, reported for being a Nazi. And, and you know, and so he, it, you get the idea, okay? He, he's, he's saying his beliefs, this is free speech, it's a free country, but he is in the military. So October 3rd arrives, it's the night before his graduation. His mother is on the way from Peru. His uh, wife is on the way, seven months pregnant from Arizona. And he's told without notice that he's not graduating. And he, his mother and da, uh, mother and, and wife are, sit in the car all day. They're not allowed to come any closer to the barracks. They cannot see him. And um, he's put on restriction. He, he's moved to a cot in a gymnasium. He's given MREs, which is packaged food. Um, and and, and the, the first question that he was asked, literally the first question he was asked by his, uh, I think it was, battalion commander, I forget, the, you know, there's so many titles, uh, was, have you read Mein Kampf? And he said, of course I have read. You know, he's a very educated young man and um, interested in history and interested in, you know, thoughts and thinking and you know, all this kind of stuff. I've spoken with him at length, and he's very well-spoken. He's, his English is incredible and, um, you know, clearly a bright young man and has, think, has thoughts about the world. And he said, of course I have. I've read it several times. As a matter of fact, I have it. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm a Nazi. Like, and, and he, you know, he started talking about being, a, you know, you're a white supremacist, you know, and we're going to put you on the restriction. So up to this point, now, the military has ways of dealing with it. And, you know, there's documentation, there's counseling, there's notice, there's probation period. Like, there's all kinds of things that are, I'm not going to technically get into because it'll just make everybody bored. But Everybody, you can understand what I'm talking about, right? But without any notice, he's put on restriction. He spends months through December, you know, on this cot. Uh, he's moved to another barracks, um, and then he's moved into the barracks, but still put on restriction. 
denied some religious service, denied, uh, you know, just all manner of things. And and just a lot of passive-aggressive behavior, given Chapter 11, which, you know, has its own meaning. And then when he's transferred to Barrick, they they slapped Chapter 14 on him. And, and yes, he started all over again. And so I've spoken with Senator Borelli in in Arizona, who's gotten on this. It's called a GOSAR. They're working on it. Um, I've got a colonel uh, in the military called... Um, his level of, of, of commander and, you know, spoke to him about, do you realize this is going on? Um, I, uh, an, an apology was issued, but then the next day um, he was slapped with chapter 14. So let's break this down. If we have time, Do we have time. Oh yeah, we've got time. I, and I want to, okay. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat at this point. We can't, uh, yeah, don't so, leave us in the dark. So, so here's the problem. Okay. And, and, you know, I'm going to go back to my personal thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in my kitchen with my husband this morning, 70 years old, and I tell him, he goes, well, what are you working on? Because he's trying to, you know, be a little bit more interested in what I'm doing because he's used to me just being a mother all my life. And, you know, and, and I've gotten on his back because, he, you know, I'm like, you don't care what about him. So he's trying to ask me. So I, I tell him, I say, I'm working on this tough story, and this guy is being mistreated in the military, and they're not following procedure, and, you know, he, he was, you know, he, he really hasn't done anything. I mean, he's, exi- you know, he's exercised his free speech, et cetera. And, you know, he, my husband turns away and he goes, you know, well, he must have done something wrong. And here's the truth, okay? Logically, my husband is correct. And logically, if, if I'm going to look at my own behavior as a mother, and this is what people need to understand. I kicked my kid's butt. And, and I have a very verbose child whom I kicked out of the house at age 17 who got into all kinds of trouble in school with things like this, okay? And when he would come home, I, I can't even – there are very few times in my mothering that I called a principal or a teacher. That's none of their business to figure out how to raise my child. It's my business to figure out how to tell my child to shut his trap. If he sees a pattern where his opening his mouth gets him in trouble, hmm, note to self, shut your mouth, okay? That's what I would have told my kids, okay? That's how I operate. So my husband's logic is correct. It's the old logic that does not really apply in this world. And the reason that it doesn't apply is because now the military, we're going to get to the larger issue, is woke. It really is. They're, they got all manner of DI, DEI policies, um, and you've got a mix of young guys and old guys in there. The old guys probably have no idea what hit them. They are completely discombobulated. They're looking at the situation. And in the old days, Meg, they would, say, they would call his butt into the office and say, what the hell? You know, stop this nonsense. Do what you're told. Yes, sir. No, sir. That's, you know, that's it. You're causing problems. You're riling the troops. You know, just, I know it's your speech, but too bad, okay? You're in the Army now, right? That, you know, if I were the commanding officer, that's what I would have done with this kid. And that's what should have been done with this kid. That would be the step number one. But because this culture of DEI and diversity, it it scared people into all kinds of stupid kindergarten-level behavior where no one's, you know, everyone's running around with their freaking heads on fire, because they don't know how to behave in that environment. 
and then others who were brought up in it and think it's okay to report that that you know so and so said that you know said that something about a Nazi information and and basically glossed over the real truth of what the conversation was and then it became an equal opportunity problem in the military in in, in the company and then in the battalion. And, and and instead of being handled how it used to be handled, which was, what are you doing? You know, get out of here. Like, stop it. Like, this is nonsense. You're wasting everybody's time. I know it's just your speech, but, you know, you're causing problems and people get are getting pissed off. And, you know, yeah, people, some people are sensitive. Just get over it, right? That's not what's happening. It's it's completely thrown everything into disarray. And, and so now, on top of that, the worst part about this is we now have a military and a society who is focused on all of these things and not the bigger issues of how to train a soldier to keep his country safe and to keep himself safe and to keep his company safe and to how to, you know, work, you know, shoot a gun and, and do things that soldiers do, okay? And, and that should be the focus. And, 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 you know, this guy's listening to people in his battalion or his company who say, you know, one woman came up to him right away when he joined and said, I don't, I hate the American flag. Well, put yourself in a kid's shoe who comes from a communist country where the shining path has been there for decades. Okay. And, and, and he's like, are you freaking kidding me? Have you ever experienced communism? Do you even know what you're talking about? And he says what he thinks is on his mind. And, and then that person who happens to be a black female or whatever, and calls him a racist or or whatever, you know, Make some cockamamie story up about, uh, you know, what he said, which hey, has nothing to do with the car. Uh, I just, uh, you're on a roll, and I don't want you to get you off the roll. But so uh, am I to understand that someone serving in our United States Army said that they hate the American flag? Yes, this is what he's hearing. Oh. But this is what our culture has produced. You understand? Because we're allowed... We're, we're not taught reverence. We're not taught patriotism. We're not taught that it's okay to revere our flag. I just say right? get out, get out of the, get out of the military. Then, if well, you get the American what he told flag, her to do. right? Gosh, he told her to it's do. infuriating. So, so you can understand, you know, my husband's perspective, which is he does, he did, he must have done something wrong. He did do something wrong. He opened his mouth, and probably he can control that. So, in that pure sense of the word, he did something wrong. I think I can agree with that. But what, what we're all missing here is that, number one, we have a discombobulated military because of the culture that doesn't know how to handle things anymore because they're so confused about which end is up. You understand? And so normal conversations and normal behavior isn't handled in normal ways. And that's where we are. And, and, and this applies to everything. You know? and, and so bringing back to the J6 defendants, the same thing. You know, these people show up, they, are, they, they exhibit free speech, they're protesting with their flags, you know, a lot of former military guys, and they maybe, I mean, countless times I've interviewed people, a military guy who comes in, he's like, I wanted to take, help the police manage it. So I grabbed the flag that was being jammed into the police officer's shield from him. And then that person, this former military guy, has the flag in his hand, and he is accused of using a flag against an officer. You understand? Now, again, own your behavior. Like, why would you get involved in that? But, but we can't operate that way, you see, anymore. And on top of it, 
how they handle it. This man, this former military, 20 years in the service, uh, unblemished record, is sitting on his tail end at home. He can't get a job because he's got a record, a felony record, because our government has weaponized the DOJ against these people. Um, he, he, he can't bank because he's been debanked. He can't, he can't operate. He's been emasculated. He cannot operate in the world that he, he was functioning, contributing, gorgeous human being before this. And he's not only looking at years in prison, but he is, in the meantime, before trial, being stripped of every dignity and every ability to speak or do or bank or work or support his family. It's the same stuff. It's all the same. And that is what we've got here. You know, and I, and I, I guess, uh, and I mean, obviously, listening to you describe this, uh, again, I'm thinking he ought to be commended for defending the American flag, because isn't that, I mean, part of their oath when they join the military? Yeah, but it's translated to that, uh, you know, that, 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 that's not diverse. That's not diverse enough. There are many religions. There are many beliefs in our society. That's the, that's the thought. That's the master thought, okay? That's, that's dictating and that has the, you know, the, 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 the ability to affect the all manner of behavior and communication all the way down the chain. You understand? It, it's the framework is so different now, and, and that's what we're operating in. And then we've got a lot of old school people like me who are still like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, that doesn't have to be handled that way. It doesn't have to be ignored until now he's on restriction. If, if you're having a problem and he's disruptive and he's speaking too much or whatever it is, then, then call his butt in and have a chat with the guy and, and explain to him the reality of the situation. And, and if he, if he ignores your, you know, then, 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 you know, have counseling sessions, like have, give him, guidelines and 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 parameters to follow i mean that's what you do with your kids that's what you do in the military like that's how you teach people to follow rules right and and but we can't do that anymore we can't because we've got this overlay of this framework of bs that dictates and makes everybody afraid to act normally in the world it is what it is it's what this is well, and, and I mean, I, you know, I, I can't, you've put it very succinctly. And I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm at a loss because um, the military is having trouble recruiting. Oh. And, and, and I mean, yet they, it's as if they are, you know, it's going against what, um, it's really going against instincts as an American citizen. And did you say... I mean, he's more of an American citizen than some American citizens, well, frankly. And what he, his thought, this is his inner, inner thought when someone says he hates the flag. He said, all right, so I'm training to kill people. And I go into a communist country like China and I'm fighting. And that soldier who just told me she hates the American flag is standing next to me. Is she going to turn her gun on me? That's his thought process. And he's right. Because thoughts become actions and beliefs become actions. And when you believe something, you do change. You change the framework of your behavior. 
And, and he's absolutely right. And, and the military, a lot of the old school, I have so much sympathy for some of these guys up the chain who are going, what the hell? Like, this, this is such a hot headache to deal with. And our troops are so sorely missing in the skills and the skill sets and the mindset that they need to fight real battles. We, we are going to lose it at war with this mentality. And there are men in the army, in the military, who think like that and who are de- trying to you know, find their way through this, this fog of diversity and equity as the overlay, overlaid guideline of how to behave. And, and know in this other world that they've lived in that, um, you know, it really doesn't matter what color your skin is or which flag you believe in. Once you're on the field, like you've got to freaking focus and know who your enemy is. That it, it, it completely upsets every possible apple cart all up the, the, you know, in the, in the conversation and in our culture. And it, it's literally all the same stuff. It doesn't matter what subject we talk about. And it's so, so, so scary because we need people like my husband, who's a good man, to understand how systemic this is. And, and I acknowledge his logic. But if we don't have people like him fighting and, and saying this makes no sense and, compl- you know, it, it has to be more people than those who are just on social media and hear different points of view and read independent journalism like mine. You know, guys like my husband, you know, read the Wall Street Journal. They mind their own business. They have a couple of friends. He goes to work, comes home, you know, does his work. He does, minds his own business. He, he, and he, and he, and he kind of says, well, that can be managed. It's not going to, it'll, they won't affect anything. And, and the facts are that that is not, it's not reality. It is profoundly affecting our society. I mean, we need a commander in chief that will drain this. I mean, you know, he talked about draining the swamp in, in 2016. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope and pray that he's, elected so that i mean he can be made i i presume that trump is is aware of what's going on in our military and that he's able to reverse course with so much of this i mean drain the military swamp before it's too late you know you know guys like general flynn whom i know i mean we talk about this type of thing and he's so he's so downtrodden by by this, he sees it, and he knows that, especially the, you know, the the upper, you know, command, you know, the the, the guys at the top, are are pushing this agenda, and he knows the consequences of it. He's been in battle. He's been in multiple theaters. He knows he can project the consequences of this kind of ideology and this kind of belief system and this kind of framework for the military, and it's it's. It's not only consequential, it's deadly. Oh, gosh, Wendy. Okay, so we are at the uh, news break. Can you hold on? Because I know we've got more to discuss. Sure. Are you able to? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so hold tight. More with investigative journalist Wendy Mahoney. And if you want to, while you're waiting uh, during the news break, if you want to go out to UncoverDC.com, you can start reading uh, her some of her pieces and then some of her colleagues as well. I shall return with 
Wendy Mahoney on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.